0: What's up, everybody? We're back. R2C2 is another week, another Thursday. Thursday.
1: We have not missed a single Thursday the entire season. I'm proud of us, See, No, we've been doing a good job. Yeah, we have, man. We have. Let's pat ourselves on the back for our commitment to the podcast. So we appreciate all of you listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing. We're going to save our thoughts on the Game of Thrones finale for a dedicated episode. But see, I just want to say, did you feel this too? Like the reaction from people to our roundtable episode with your teammates was amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. I think everybody loved it. And I knew everybody would just because I know how much Talkman... Knows about it, and just I mean, like just from our conversations in the clubhouse, I knew, um, you know, people would love our, our convos, and you know, that's basically what we do every day. And you know, after the finale, we came in Monday, and and everybody broke it down, and it was fun. Mm, we're gonna
1: have to get that one on uh, on tape as well, and. I'll remind people, you know, if you, you know, maybe you listened to the pod, but you didn't watch it. A lot of people were, I know, tweeting at me, oh, you know, I wanted to see you guys. Well, we have the YouTube video as well. We did record it. So if you wanted to, you know, watch our Game of Thrones roundtable, you can. Uh, It's on YouTube, on Uninterrupted YouTube page. So make sure to check that out uh, as well. Which, by the way, did they use some of the clips um, in the stadium from that on
0: Game of Thrones night? I was pitching that night, so I didn't I didn't see. Uh, I I didn't you were know. locked in.
1: Yeah. You you were you were locked in. And pitching quite well, might I add. Yeah, I've feeling pretty good. Nice, man. Well, hey, you um you got to pitch the day after your charity softball game, and this is gonna be a fun episode for us because during your softball game, we got to talk to a variety of different Uh, A variety of different guests, you know, because you had you had good friends, you had celebrities, you had current Yankees, former Yankees, all around um, during the uh, the softball game, and we got to talk to a bunch of them. So this is going to be a fun compilation app from the softball game. But see, you
0: know, first of all, how much did you love hosting that softball game? this past thursday at the stadium no it was amazing i mean we had a great turnout again you know everybody i think everybody just the energy you know it was just so much fun and just so such a positive uh vibe um in the stadium and around the stadium everybody having fun and i think it's just fun when people get, get a chance to come out on yankee stadium and play a game you know and you know hit homers and run the bases and you know kind of play a real game so uh, i think everybody just had a good time and was, was feeling the energy
1: it also, I mean, the crowd was great, man. Like, yeah. There was a lot of people there.
0: It was. It was, a, it was a bigger turnout than last year, and hopefully we can just keep it going. I love it. So
1: would you want to, even after you retire, ideally keep it going?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I mean, uh, if, the, if the Yankees and the Steinbrenners are open to it, yeah, for sure, we would love to do it.
1: You, you know what you said about, like, people just, like, enjoying playing a game? It's so true, man. Like, even me, who I, I you know— I, you know, obviously I play baseball growing up, and and I and I now get to do this job I love, and I'm on the field all the time. But it was just like so cool being out on the field and actually playing. You know, getting to play the sport. I loved. And every single person there who I talked to, whether it was, you know, um, you know Golden Tate or Action Bronson or Carlos Boozer or Jesus and Mero, like they all were just like, how cool is this? We're on Yankee Stadium playing. Like, how awesome is this? Yeah. You know? and, like, and,
0: I, and I think that's the appeal. And that's kind of what I wanted is, you know, everybody just to be attracted to coming to the stadium and, and having a good time. And, and, and I, I feel like we've accomplished that the last two years.
1: Yeah, man, I I really think it just kind of like brings out the childhood dreams for people, you know, which is which is great, and and it also brings out the aggression in Charles Oakley apparently. How about him plowing Nick Mangold? Man, he ran it. him over.
0: <laughs> Oak is crazy, man. He just he wants to have fun and and uh, you know have a good time, and and that was just part of it. He he's nuts, man. That was fun.
1: Oh my gosh, man! I was cracking up. Now I was right next to you when it happened. We both just started dying when he—he <laughs> he literally. I mean, he—he he got into man. He He, did. he knocked him down, man. <laughs> he knocked him down, which <laughs> you could tell. Like everybody's into it. They're competitive. And by the way, if you guys want to see um, the video from uh, CC's charity softball game, CC and Amber's charity softball game for the Pitch in Foundation and the Yankees Foundation, you can go to the Yankees Facebook page, uh, Yankees Facebook. Live. Live. It's archived in its entirety. Or the Yankees also edited a six-minute recap video. Uh, you can go to YouTube and uh, and check it out. And, you know, see, like, I know we don't necessarily... Um, do this a ton, but I do think it's a good time also just to give you a chance to remind people, you know, what you guys do with the Pitch-In Foundation and why it's so important to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, we know, we do a a number of different things. You know, we partner up with the Boys and Girls Club. Um, We do a baseball uh, league in the the Bronx in the summertime. Um, We do backpack giveaways. We do field renovations uh, on both coasts. Uh, We do baseball camps on both coasts. So. Um, Yeah, uh, all of that money goes straight to us and and, uh, the Pitch-In Foundation. And, um, you know, I think I'll be able to do hopefully two or three uh, uh, field renovations this year.
1: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, Do you what's the like the feeling when you see that happen right and you see the jobs done in a renovation what's that feeling of satisfaction like
0: oh it's 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 so much fun to be able to um, provide that for kids and you know i mean obviously playing playing baseball growing up in the the inner city um you know you want a nice field to play on and and to be able to give that bring that to those kids um wherever we can do it um you know it means a lot and it means a lot to the community and the kids
1: you know what else is interesting to me see it's like you know, if you, you get in a fortunate position, right, uh, economically, and you work your way there, as you have in your life and your career, and then it's like, okay, you want to give back. It's almost like there are so many different areas in the world that obviously are in need of assistance. I'd imagine when you're first deciding, it's almost like overwhelming to, okay, where do you go? Like, how, how do you, how do you decide, like you know, how did you decide these are the kids I want to connect with, this is what I want to do, this is how I want to give back? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. No,
0: I just started in my hometown, and, you know, I know the importance of giving back in my hometown, and, um, you know, I wouldn't be here if, I, if it wasn't for somebody giving back to to me and my boys and girls club. So, um, yeah, we just started there, and then we want to impact the communities that we played in. So, um, you know, Cleveland, Milwaukee, here in New York, um, you know, we want to do whatever we can and still keep that, um, that same mission in, in Vallejo too, as as well.
1: Now, a couple other things on the game itself. Golden Tate is a beast. This guy, what an athlete Golden Tate is. He made a ridiculous catch in left center field.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was he was running around uh, center field, man. He's flying around. You could definitely you could definitely tell he played baseball before for sure. 100%. A hundred percent.
1: And Andrew Jones going yard, not not just over the fence that was set up in the outfield cause to make it like a softball distance. He goes actually. Out of the yard over the actual fence in left field. That was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and, you know, Drew's got the pop and. I've I've played softball with him before, um, so I knew that you know he'd be fun to, um, just to kind of see him you know hit the ball, and that's why I wanted to switch to the live ball. You know, we had the softballs at first, <laughs> yeah. and then we switched to the regular softball just so I could see somebody, some people hitting some bombs. Oh, that
1: was the way to do it, and you would have seen me hit a bomb. See, if I had just gotten a pitch to hit, no man. pitches,
0: right? No pitches, no, to hit.
1: no pitches. And you know what? I, I I appreciate you defending me on the group chat because you know. There are times I'm on an island in the group chat, like, you know, being okay with the Game of Thrones finale. But in this case, you came to my defense because Matt Siegel, legendary shit-stirrer, was trying to get on me for taking a walk in a charity softball game. But We
0: we were trying to get Tino up there. If Tino goes deep right there, tie game, nobody says anything.
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's why I was like, "What am I going to do? I'm going to swing at a pitch I know is a ball intentionally just to stay up here and hurt our team? No way, man. That's not a winning play. We're about <laughs> winning. I, I'm thinking. So Amber had just singled. I got I got four straight pitches out of the zone. But even when it was three and zero, I was like, "I'm not swinging three and zero with Tino on deck Tino It's a tying run." Come on, man, and, and I appreciate that you you agreed with that expertise with that <laughs> with that winning mentality. But so see, I know you were you were like looking in a dugout, like damn man, because you want to be a part of some of these conversations. Because we did get to talk to a lot of cool people throughout the the course of the game. And the first one we want to introduce people to that we got to chat with in the dugout during the. Uh, during the softball game, is Action Bronson. Me and you see, we had such a good time hanging at Action Studio last year when we went to see him. Mm-hmm. He's just a—he's an entertaining dude, and I—I I can tell you, and I'm sure he was saying the same thing to you. Like Action was just like so excited to be on the field playing as a diehard Yankee fan. Oh man.
0: yeah, he's a—he's a huge Yankee fan and like a real sports fanatic. So like I knew he would appreciate being out there, and you know he's, he shows me support, you know, in everything that we do. In the last two years, he showed up to the softball game, so it's been great. So here is Action Bronson.
1: We are uh, at Yankee Stadium, man. Live from the dugout, one of my favorite places in life. (laughs) Right? Like seriously, is it true that every rapper wants to be an athlete and every athlete wants to be a rapper or
2: musician? Well, we didn't start off as rappers, man. We started off playing Little League. So I was a baseball player before I did any type of musical situation, anything. So I'm an athlete first. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: now, what what position did you play growing
2: up? I mean, I played first base. They always stick the fat kid at first base, but I was <laughs> an agile first baseman. No, I was gonna say I you made... may be large, but I bet you you are nimble. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I had a, I'd say I had a, if I had to compare myself to anybody, it would probably be Tashera. Really? Yeah, that kind gloves, of glove? With the glove. Wow. Glove work. So you could pick it? I pick it like Giambi at first. You know, like <laughs> when, when it's in the dirt, I'm a picker. And and you let people know, like you're holding it up no for the issue. ground. No oh, issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Slapping
2: it like Ricky Henderson.
1: <laughs> so now, do you expect to
2: Do you expect to go yard today in this game? Uh, I haven't swung a bat in about a year. I just almost, I hit the fence just now. Did you really? Yeah, I hit the fence. Ooh. Was the last time you swung a bat his game last yeah, year? Yeah, and I tore my knees up. Did you really? I tore my meniscus. I had to miss a whole entire summer tour in Europe for that shit. Are you serious? Yeah, man, I lost stupid money. I, it's like I really <gasps> played out here for one paycheck, man. See, that's why they make you sign that waiver that's before you I get mean. out it here. Was a, it was a CC <laughs> paycheck. But yet you're here playing again, so you must be, I you must have loved it. I love it all, man. You know, we're, we're here for a good cause, and that's what it's about. We
1: are, man. Yeah. And one of the things I know just from C and I getting to go to your studios, hanging out with you, and then, you know, following you, you're, you're a real sports fan. There's I no mean, you, doubt about you really
2: are a diehard sports fan. I stayed up all night watching Toronto and Bucks. Did you? Yeah, you know, I, that's what I do. I watch both Who? games all day, every pitch of the Yanks, you know? Do you think anyone could beat the Warriors? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that the Warriors are the favorite at, at, coming out of this race right now. You know, I mean, of course they're always the favorite, but you know, we're down one horse and I don't know. I mean, they could pick it up. They got Bogut. I don't know if that means just another body there. You know, I don't really know. I can't really call it. But uh, I think Milwaukee's gonna win it all, to tell you the truth. I mean, Giannis is just something else. That dude is something else. And then all the
1: players just fell into, all the pieces fell around him, which is pretty surprising. What I always say about them, and I had a lot of their games this year, and I kept saying, like, people are severely underrating this team. For sure. Like, even when Boston won game one, everyone's like, well, you know, Milwaukee's gonna go out, like, no, and people compare them to Atlanta just because Bud's their head coach. Yep. It's like, no, 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 no. Bud didn't have Giannis in Atlanta. Nope. It's a there different no squad Giannis. here, there man. No, he
2: has all these shooters around him. He's got a lot of good players around him.
1: It's a perfectly blended yeah. squad. All right, so you're saying Milwaukee wins it all? Milwaukee all right, wins it all. Final question for you, Action, before we let I mean, you get back man, to the action. This man coming towards us right Tino now. Martinez?
2: Tino Martinez? I mean, my heart is about to drop. Is that
1: Cashman? Who is with him? No, Robbie Kakuza, who runs the oh, Yankees Clubhouse. Yeah. Look like Have you met Tino before? No. Oh, we got to introduce you to I'm Tino. My mind. He's a phenomenal guy, man. I mean, this, is,
2: He's, this is somebody. You know, I'm a lefty. This is a big swing of mine. Throughout my years, that was my first
1: baseman. You love Tino. That's my first baseman. Do you remember how many? Oh, his the home run his first year with the Yankees, hitting Baltimore at Camden Yards in yep. the regular season. Oh man! The grand slam against San Diego, Obviously. of course, in Game One. Where all the yeah. beers were
2: flying up there. Oh, uh,
1: that's my favorite when you see all the
2: drinks because go flying it was a up and down. Because three two, and then what did he do? I mean, it was a two two, and he threw that. The length, threw a pitch that
1: could have been a strike, and it, and and it called it a ball. Yep. Thank, Thank God. Thank you. Thank God. All right. Do you think the Yankees capture number 28 this year? From your lips to
2: whoever's ears is up there, man. (laughs) To the alien's ears, bro. I hope so. For real, for real. It's impressive what they've done despite the injuries, man. It's really unbelievable. I mean, uh, Herman looking good yesterday. Yeah, man. Looking good. I like everything about everything.
1: Action. Thank you for hanging with us again, man. We appreciate it, dude. Go hit a homer, all right? Always good hearing from action. He's such an entertaining and fun guy. And I didn't even know, see, he tore up his knee last year in the game. So I had no idea. So he needed a pinch runner this year. Yeah, he had to have a pinch runner. (laughs) (laughs) That's like going to be you and softball on our team next year. For sure. Oh, and, and this guy, uh, this next dude, I was so excited to get to talk to. How about Kemba Walker showing up, man? That was so cool.
0: Yeah, that was huge, especially right now with everything going on in his free agency. And just getting back to New York and kind of showing up to the game was, was awesome, man. Kemba's a great dude, and, um, you know, he's from the Bronx and Yankee fans. So it was it was great to have him there. And you know what?
1: Anybody who was wondering about free agency and could he end up in Brooklyn? Could he end up at the Garden? Will he stay with Charlotte? You're gonna get to hear from Kemba right now. Kemba, when did you meet CeCe for the first time? uh, Just now, actually. Today is the first time, really? Today is What? first time, yeah. So what what brings, you're you're obviously a New York guy. Mm -hmm. And you know everybody loves seeing your success in the NBA from this area, so you decided I'm gonna take a swing or two out here on the baseball field. <laughs> uh,
3: no swings, no swings <laughs> today. It just came for just the good vibes and the good people. Um, like you say, I'm from here. I'm from the Bronx, so um, you know what what better place to come than Yankee Stadium? Did you grow up a Yankee fan? Of course, Had, got no choice. <laughs> got no
1: choice. You from the Bronx, you better be a Yankees fan, man. <laughs> you know, one of the things I love about you is. You have gotten better and better and better. I mean, you've been a productive player since you came into the league, but it's like I feel like you've constantly added to your game. What has been the key to always developing? Um,
3: I think just the love of the game, really. You know, I love this game. I love the game of basketball so much. I love being in the gym. You know, I love working out and, and just getting better. And plus, you know, it's it's new guys every single year That's that are very talented at a very young age. Um and just ready to come and take your spot man so you know you just got to always be prepared always be ready to you know go to battle and you know always trust in the work that you you put in each and every day. That's what I try to do.
1: This is obviously a lucrative career regardless, but you are about to, God willing, cash in on an enormous deal. I mean, what is it like to know you're on the precipice of generational, a life-changing contract like that? Because you are. I mean, you're one of these guys who's about to get an incredible contract in free agency. It's kind of surreal, I think. Um,
3: I think it's kind of hard to believe you know, whenever, whenever I do think about it yeah um, you know, like I said it's just really hard to believe sometimes so I don't know how I, I don't know' gonna know until it happens you know what I mean but you know it, it should be a fun process um, you know whatever, whatever happens it'd be the best for me and my family and um I'm looking forward to it
1: yeah I mean here's the interesting thing right like what like when you when you go into a free agency process like what what are you most looking forward to? Because I know sometimes it can be stressful for guys. But what's the part of it that excites you? I don't even know. That's the thing. <laughs> this is my first time. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to
3: expect. Yeah, I don't even know. Even now, it's just like it's it's like hard for me to even you know to even think about it. I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself like, at this point. Like in the summer, it's just like like what what do I do? Like I don't. I just don't. I have no idea. You Know what I mean? So. I guess until June 30th, July 1st, whatever, whenever that,
1: whenever that time comes, I guess I just go through that process. How many different like friends do you have who are fans of different teams pitching you on? Like, no, you need to come here. No, you need to come here. You know what?
3: Uh My friends always the ones who tell me, you know, just whatever makes me happy kind Mm. of things. Um, My friends are really just fans of whatever team that I'm on. So right now (laughs) they're huge Hornet fans, of course. Um, nobody has really told me to go to any specific teams. Mostly fans. Like today. today. Oh. Today no, today you're right getting no. bombarded, I'm sure, hey, come, in New York. coming to the Knicks. <laughs> I heard I heard a few Brooklyn. I'm like, come on, yeah. I can't do that too. I got my boy D over there, man. They're like you're coming to the Knicks. You anyway, could play
1: with D Lo though, couldn't you? <laughs> you? You could play together in the backcourt. Possibly. VIP, yeah. <laughs> I know, be careful. No, but <laughs> but do, I mean the cool thing is though in all honesty when you're thinking about the options you have played like you can play in the backcourt with a with another handler like we yeah. saw that when you play with Jeremy Lynn for that yeah. short period of time you guys yeah. played great together That
3: was fun man that was fun Jay Lynn He's one of my favorite teammates he's yeah. one of my favorite teammates and yeah I, I definitely can you know, I don't mind playing off the basketball I don't mind somebody else making plays for the team you know it, I think it makes I think it's easier for a lot of other guys. Yeah, it takes pressure off me, but at the same time, I think the other ball handler, you know, a lot of teams don't want to help off me as much. So
1: it gives them a, an opportunity to kind of get to the lane or make plays for other teammates. Will you want to be like wind and dine? Like, are you going to want to hear pitches from different teams? Like, everybody always talks about the elaborate pitch videos and like, we took them to this restaurant. Yeah. Like, yeah. is that is that something you're looking forward uh, to experiencing? Even if you don't end up going to certain teams, yeah. are you curious just to see the way people try and recruit uh. you?
3: I don't even like I said, I don't know because you know anything can happen. You know, maybe I get a deal done with Charlotte early on and yeah. I you know might not even have the opportunity to talk to other teams, but then again it could go the opposite way, you know what I mean? So but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean I definitely think that it's cool to know that other teams want you. You mm. know what I mean? Especially for me. And you know, just the way I progressed through the league over the years and to, to, to see the interest level in teams. I think that's the, the most exciting part about everything.
1: My last thing for you, Kemba. Having Michael Jordan as your owner, like what? I mean, it's mm-hmm. still like I talk about this with C, and sometimes he'll say like, when Jordan texts him, even though he's friends with yeah. him now, he'll be like, I already know. He's like, yo, it's Michael Jordan texting. me. Right? I mean, <laughs> like, have you had some of those moments?
3: All the time. Like mm-hmm. seriously, like I text him a lot, but but it's literally all the time, like. He texts me and I, I probably look at my phone for like five minutes. Just cause I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say back. It's like, what do you say back sometimes? You know what I mean, but that's my guy. He's a really good dude, man. He's he's, he's really fun to be around really down to earth. Um, loves basketball, obviously. Um, yeah, he's the best man. He's the best.
1: Pretty cool. Kemba, thanks for hanging out What's with fun, us, man. Thanks for being here for yes, pitching in and for Cece, man. I'm happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me, man. Thank you. One of the things, see, that stood out to me just listening to, to Kemba was him talking about something that you've talked about that I referenced to him, that when you're texting with Jordan, it, it's just like you never get used to it. It's oh, like yeah.
0: He, you never get used to MJ texting you. I mean, I know he's around him all the time, and you know I'm sure he has conversations with him all the time. So that has to be super surreal to to have MJ like on your line. You know, that's that's crazy.
1: Speaking of MJ... Aaron Hicks is a Jordan Brand guy now, and he mm-hmm. was one of the many, you know, current teammates that that came to the game. How much did that mean to you, C, to see so many of your current teammates on their off day? I mean, Loizeau, like Judge, Guardy. Uh, Hicks, Severino. I mean, there were so many guys there. How much did that mean to you?
0: No, that meant a lot, especially, uh, you know, on an off day, the guys coming out to support. Um, that was huge. And, and I think the fans really liked to see the guys um, in a different light, you know, having them come out and sitting legends or being a dugout um, just let them view them in a different light. So it was cool.
1: Well, Aaron Hicks was one of those dudes, and we got a chance to catch up with Aaron. Aaron. First and foremost, how about our good buddy Matt Nemmer going deep in this <laughs> softball game, man? Yo, I know he's been waiting all offseason to be able to do that. <laughs> and uh, you know it's good to see him go out there and do it. He crushed it, man. He crushed it. So, Aaron, how like you guys come out today. Off days in baseball are cherished. Mm-hmm. But you so many of you guys are out here to support CC. Like what does that say about you guys as a group and the bond you have, uh, the, I mean, we do everything
4: together. I mean, uh, we're, we're a group that wants to support each other and whatever we're doing, uh, you know, and CC's event is just one of those things where it proves it, you know, uh, the, the fact that we can come out here, uh, have, uh, our family members come out and play. And also, you know, you know, this is a great event and, uh, it's fun to be a part of
1: how Joe do so far.
4: Uh, I think Joe has, um, the real Joe Hicks. Yeah. The real uh, Joe Hicks. <laughs> He has uh, made a good play at defense at third, and then he uh, grounded out to shortstop, I think. Okay. All yeah. right. He made
1: contact. Yeah, yeah he made contact. Okay. So, therefore, you know, uh, not embarrassed. No, not embarrassed. <laughs> he kept the family name <laughs> sacred. That's exactly. very, very exactly. important. Hey, congratulations to you. You signed a beautiful contract at the beginning of the season. Mm. Man, what is it like to know how hard you work to get to that point and and set yourself up like that set your family up like that what does that feel like when you actually ink that deal um i mean when you ink it you really don't know i mean
4: it's one of those things where um you know until you get it that's when you know you know <laughs> you look at that bank account you know? <laughs> exactly yeah like right now i'm just enjoying the same money i had yesterday yeah. but uh you know but it's fun though you know um to know that my family um, you know, has, has some security there and you know, that, you know, we can do what we, we can start to plan for stuff,
1: you know, yeah. it's, 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 always fun to be able to do that. Aaron, what'd you do most when you were hurt? How'd you keep yourself occupied? Cause I know guys can go crazy waiting to get back on the yeah. field.
4: Uh, well, I, I mean, I watched our guys play. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wanted to learn more about, uh, how guys and how different organizations like to attack everybody um, differently. You know, like some guys, some organizations like to throw a ton of fastballs, and some don't. Some like to throw a lot of all speed. So, um, for for me, it's just kind of doing that, watching games, and then also just enjoying my my time in in Florida. You know, um, and being able to enjoy my time with my son.
1: How is being a father, man? Mm-hmm. I mean you have a five, four month old now, four month, four old, month yeah. old. What, I mean, what's it like knowing that, you know, you're a dad now, what's the experience of fatherhood? been like? oh, Man,
4: it is, it's kind of a trip, you know? Um, I mean, he's, you know, he can't, obviously can't really do nothing. So, you know, he's dependent all on, on me, me and Jessica and, but it's been, it's been fun, you know, like, uh, seeing, him uh get bigger and do different things. Like now he's rolling over. So, you know, now he should just sit there, but now he doesn't just sit there anymore. Like he just rolls over. So now we have to constantly keep an eye on <laughs> right, him. Right, you can't, can't just let him go, no. You yeah, no, can't be no. like, oh man, you know, I gotta go to the bathroom. Welcome, hey Welcome you to the stay rest of there. Your life. You yeah. stay there, you know, and he'll stay there. You know? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh. so uh you know it's just kinda it's it, it's fun, you know, everything uh is new and Um, you know,
1: that's, that's the the best part, Aaron. Thank you for hanging out with us. We need to do a full Aaron Hicks DD reunion episode on (laughs) R2C2 sometime soon, man. Yes. Uh, uh, we definitely had a good time last time. We'll make it happen. And welcome back, man. Yeah, Thank you. I appreciate it. Now this next dude, see, this is the guy who I was trying to set up with my walk, Tino Martinez. And, um, I, I love Tino he, first of all, let's give him credit. He, he still works around first base like he can do it in the bigs, right? For sure. I mean, he really does. He unfortunately um, did not come through in that at-bat that we set him up for, but he did come through and chatting with us right after he popped out to end that inning. <laughs> We're with Tino Martinez in the midst of the celebrity softball game. I'll tell you what. You still move around first like a gold Glover, man.
5: You know, I feel pretty good out there. I just, uh, you know, I'm just trying not to pull any muscles. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I try to work out a little bit just to stretch. So I don't hurt myself in these situations. How do you
1: scratch the competitive itch in retirement?
5: Uh, well, you know, um, the heart, the hardest part about leaving the game was the their teammates and the clubhouse mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, the travel is what gets to you over time and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I, I still play golf a little bit here. I go fishing. I, I, I got my real estate license. I do some real estate back home in Tampa. Nice. Yeah, so it's a challenge in itself. Um, uh, I stay busy. I got quite a bit going on at home, and I, I'm enjoying it. How about you know? It's funny. I was
1: I was talking with Action Bronson, uh, who's you know rapper, TV host, everything, and, and friend to Cece was here, and he grew up a diehard Yankee fan. And he was we were talking. He's like, "Yo, that's Tino. That's my guy." You know. Yeah. And so we were reliving some of your big hits, the Grand Slam at Camden Yards, obviously the Grand Slam here or the old stadium yeah. against San Diego. What's the What's the moment you relive most?
5: Uh, you know what, uh, uh, so many great memories that I was fortunate to be involved with, with, with our teams, you know, winning the championships and whatnot. Um, you know, there was things like, uh, you know, George Bush throwing out the first pitch of the World Series uh, yeah. in, in, in 9-11, uh, as, as difficult a situation as that was uh, throughout the country, much less uh, New York itself. So uh, that was a, a great moment. Um, you know, individually, the home runs, of course, in, in the World Series were great moments. But um, the, the last out of each World Series was, was something you, you'll never forget. The feeling you get when that ball is caught and you won a World Series again or the first time uh, is something that you, as a player, you dream about and when it happens. You just can't believe it. You know, I can remember
1: being, I was uh, nine years old, jumping up and down on my table uh, in my kitchen when you guys won in '96. Like, just couldn't believe it. And that's still, like, that image, the place, it, it looked like it was going to come down, man. Yeah, you know,
5: uh, yeah. And I was, I guess, again, fortunate enough to be on, the, on first yeah. base at that yeah. time for the last out. And uh, I, I just kept thinking, um, you know, uh, we were two outs, one, one more out, we won the World Series. And that's all I kept thinking about is, I can't believe if we get one more out. We're going to win the world series. And you're just hoping it's ball one <laughs> strike one. and You're like, it just takes forever. It's like in slow motion. And finally, when that ball is up in the air to Charlie Hayes over there, you're just watching it, hoping it stays fair or inside the ballpark, I should say. And, uh, uh, and when he caught that ball, it was like, you know, first of all, you go, we just won the world series. And then you just celebrate and whatnot. And then it's a big blur after that. Oh man. I, uh, I, I have to say, I, I did my job before getting
1: on base for you. Right? Like I, I I tried, I tried to make sure I got on base for you. you. you you I just wanted to make sure that I was worthy of hitting in front of you in the lineup.
5: You know what? That's, that's good team ball right there. (laughs) I I didn't come through. I popped up, but um, yeah, that's what the good teams do in the major leagues. You know, they pass the baton, get on base, let the next guy do it and uh, know the situation, know the score. You knew what the score was. Yeah. You, you needed a four run. So uh, it was a great at bat by you. Thank you. You know, I was just I was just thinking
1: we got to give Tino a crack. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And what I like is some people in softball, they take their singles. You were like, screw that. Oh, yeah. I'm going, no, no, for, no, it, going for it, man. I'm, no. I'm going for it. I'm Gosh. trying for one more three-run uh, jack.
5: Yeah, I wanted it.
1: Well, Tino, thank you for hanging out on R2C2, My man. My
5: pleasure, man. Thank you.
1: You know what I liked about uh, that convo there with with Tino C? Is he owned that? He was like, hey, I wasn't going for a base hit. I was going for the game-tying three-run homer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, come on, man. He was going for the drama right there. I appreciate that. Oh, we should also give props to... Our very good friend, Matt Nimer, for the home run he hit during the
0: softball game. Man, he went way back. Oh, Fat Joe, too. Fat Joe can't show his face in the Bronx anymore right now. <laughs> gave a back-to-back homers.
1: That is pretty – yeah, he gave them to Nimer and Skippy. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. But how cool is – I was so happy for Nimer. We, we're never going to – you know, because Nimer, he's, he's got such a beautiful heart and he's such a good dude, but he's shy, right? Like, so – this was like kind of breaks him out of his shyness. Now you could tell. Like he's like he, he we're never going to hear the end of Nymer going deep. He said that's his one and only swing he's ever going to have at Yankee that Stadium. That was perfect.
0: That's dope.
1: Uh, and and just for people who are just tuning into the pod and don't necessarily know, Matt Nymer works for the Yankees is one of our members of the group chat, Matt Siegel and Brian Axelrod are the others, and he is, Matt is a good friend for both of us, and he hit a bomb in this softball game. Uh, next guest, see uh, Carlos Boozer. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but like I thought the show we did with Booz and Nate Robinson with, you know, kind of a crossover for their whole Dad podcast, that's one of the most fun shows I feel like we've done.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was great. Those guys have a great show, and um, that crossover episode was a lot of fun to do. So, um, I mean, I I, those guys, they support me every time, and you know, Booz has been great. We've, we, we you know, we're good friends, so um, I know he's excited to get out there and, and put some highlights together for his kids.
1: Yeah, he was so pumped to be on the field at Yankee Stadium, and it was good getting to catch up with Carlos Boozer. We are with another member of the uninterrupted family. Yes, sir, Carlos Boozer. From the whole That podcast, yes sir, with Nate Robinson. Yep. What is Nate doing? Jumping off of ceilings into or off of buildings into pools? Man, he's I'm getting a, me nervous with that. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, man. I was kind
6: of impressed. I didn't think he had it in him, but he said his mama don't raise no punk, so he he did the jump at uh at DJ Steve Aiko's house and he killed it. Oh my gosh! So how deep is that pool? He said it was like 20 feet deep. It's Ooh. in Vegas, so oh. you can build as deep as you want.
1: Really? So it's 20. The, the drop is 20 feet down. Why would you do that? it? What hell no. <laughs> hell no. You know what I we just to give you an idea of that. Recently, my fiance and I had to fill out something for like our honeymoon, yeah. like for the people who are planning it, and, and like, stuff you want to do. Yeah, and then like, but they ask you kind of general questions about what you like at first, right? Yeah. And they're like, safety is a priority to me. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> one to ten. Right. I put a ten. She put a one. I was oh like, wow, that's good though. It's good to have that balance. She's brave. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I like but, it. But so no, I would not be jumping not. off the the, the 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 house. So. First of all, how much are you loving doing the pod, man, and just being in this business?
6: You know, it's cool to be on this side of it. As a player, when I was playing, I never thought I would do this, be media. I mean, I honestly didn't, didn't anticipate it. But when I retired and I got the opportunity to do it, I ended up falling in love with it. You get a chance to ask real questions, not the same, oh, how did it feel when you made a shot? <laughs> you know, you dig a little deeper than that. And yeah. Yeah. At the same time, me and Nate have such a great, uh, great chemistry because we're really our best friends. We talk almost every day, check on each other's kids. Like, like his kids are my nephews and nieces, my kids are the same for him. Um, so our chemistry is dope. And then at the same time, we're also athletes raising other athletes who want to be mm. successful. Want to be? I got one son that wants to play pro ball like Cece. I got one other kids, other kids of mine that want to play in the NBA like we did. So it's pretty cool, man. And. It gives you a platform to to speak your mind and say what you want to say to get to get your uh, your your message across to the youth or the people that you want to inspire. So I really
1: enjoy it. We we had such a good time doing yeah. that crossover episode with that was you the and best Nate, one we man. had. Man, oh, we enjoyed man. it. Yeah, we got to do another one because that was so much fun. Yeah, we could have been there for three hours. We really could. have. Yeah, yeah. it, it was that kind of day, man. Yeah. And then we got breakfast there. Yeah, we did. It was good. Clinton Street Bakery. That Bomb. place. Oh Shout my out to Clinton Street God, Bakery, man. That place. Thank you was, for taking uh, care of oh, us. Yeah. that place was unbelievable, yeah. man. That was great. So. Carlos, looking at this free agency uh, that's about to come up at the end of the season, do you think, like, uh, it, it feels like everybody is just assuming that KD is going to Yeah, I'm mix. getting that sense, too. Yeah, do you feel like that's just a done deal? Like, I mean, a lot of rumors are out there saying that, you know,
6: he's obviously he came to Golden State, he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. He's in, a, he's in a position right now to get three championships in a row, three finals MVPs yeah. in a row, if, he, if he's able to be healthy and come back and help his team out. Um, and then he wants to, you know, he's been there for a long time, go somewhere else, do something new, have a new experience, and that's his right. You know, at, at the end of the day, he's, he's able to do... What he wants to do as a free agent, and I think for KD, whatever's best for him. If if he's coming to New York, that that would set the city on fire. Yeah. And the other rumor is that uh, that Kyrie might join him, which would be crazy. Because I'm gonna be honest, as a basketball fan, obviously playing in the NBA, playing against the Knicks, playing in the Garden, um, it would be great to see the Knicks great again. It's gonna take free agents like KD or Kyrie or players at that level to get them there.
1: Yeah. It you know, it would be. What's interesting to me is like we always go into these things like it's a fait accompli, right? Like we already know right. where they're going, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we know, or maybe we don't. Right. You know, may, may, may what if he? What if, what if he joins LeBron? What? It's a possibility. I'm just right. saying it could happen. Well, and and my thing is like, do you think do these guys go into this knowing already d- definitively what they're doing or? Is whatever pitch he hears, you know, the people he meets with, the other moves he sees, is that going to play a role for him? Yeah, you know? I think I think I think KD is
6: a really smart guy, man. He is, and he and he just has a great understanding of where the landscape of the NBA is at. He understands what what, what the move that he's going to make is could shift the power, depending where he goes of the NBA. Right. So, I think ultimately he's going to do what's best for him. Uh, team-wise and what he wants his future to be like. You know, obviously, that's why we all think LeBron went to L.A., because of his future outside of basketball. Right. And and I think KD's on that same tip and trying to figure out what's best for him, not just in basketball, but in totality. And so because of that, I mean, maybe partnering up with LeBron in L.A. might be something special. Maybe coming to New York and revitalizing a New York Knicks, you know, organization with Kyrie would be something maybe that's advantageous for him. We don't know. But I think... I'll tell you one thing. As a basketball fan, I think we're all excited to see how it all
1: goes down this yeah. summer. It would be great for the league to have that shakeup wherever he goes. Right. Just because Colton State is so good. so good. Especially with him. They're just so good, With man. him, they're cheat code. Yeah, they are. They really are. I mean, think about the way they've played in these playoffs without him. Which is crazy. And then add him to them. Yeah, and It's, it's like it's it is, man. I think it'd be good for the league. All right. Carlos, I I I'll tell the people you're one at bat that I've seen thus far yeah. at CC's celebrity softball game. Yes. You roped a ball to center field. Man, man, hell of a catch! And golden was it golden, golden Tate, Tate who made that catch? catch? Oh yeah. my gosh, you made catch. a great catch, he did. man!
6: But I like it because he's, a, he's an Eagle. Once you're an Eagle, you're always an Eagle, baby. As <laughs> an Eagles fan, I didn't
1: mind that too much. <laughs> uh, you know what? Fair enough. I Carlos, respect it. Thanks for hopping on. Let's All do right, it again anytime. with Nate sometime, anytime, right? bro. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me. Now, see, we also, uh, what was cool is we got to chat with some different people close to you in your life and uh, who you, I mean, you're really, really close friends with you know, sometimes through professional ways or, or sometimes just your childhood friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Jeter is one who kind of fills both roles, right? Because For sure. you, you, you met her through both. But she's become a really close friend to you and, and Amber's, huh?
0: Yeah, we go on vacations and hang out together and, and get our kids together and stuff. So, um, no, she's she's like a sister to me. So, uh, she, you know, I knew she was going to come out and support and, and have a good time. And I know Jalen came out and was, and was uh, in a yep. good mood, too.
1: That's right. He loves his Uncle C. And it was really cool catching up with Charlie Jeter. She had a lot of interesting things to say, you know, including just some fun thoughts, as you'll hear, about the perspective of wearing number two representing the Jeters on the field at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> All right, Charlie, what do you remember about your first interactions with CeCe?
7: Oh, goodness. Um, Him and his wife. I just know that Derek loved him immediately when he came over and had so much respect for him and his family. And what I honestly remember the most is meeting both his wife and his mother in the hotel. And it was me and my dad. And I'll just never forget... Um, the amount of respect that our family had for them and we're so excited to have them as part of the Yankees.
1: CeCe, I I remember when we did uh, a podcast with Derek, Like CeCe talked about how it was just one of those things where they connected right away and I know the friendship obviously has continued with them, but also with your family too. I mean, you were on vacation with Amber and CeCe this year, right? And all the kids.
7: Yeah, that's, you know, T.T. Amber and Uncle CeCe to my (laughs) son and um, yeah, they're like family. I mean, there's nothing that I wouldn't do for them and I think vice versa. I mean, it's just You know, Derek just loves them, loves CeCe, so, you know... It's just been a natural fit.
1: Do you get nervous for your bats out here on the field?
7: Do I get nervous? Yeah. Um I get nervous just stepping foot on this field, right? representing Derek. I feel like he <laughs> left the stadium on a good note, and um, you know I don't want to mess that up. So. Are you rocking number two? I am. All of right, you're rocking number two. You have yeah, to. Yeah, but you know I get the pep talk. This is the second year in a row that Derek is giving me my pep talk, and he's like, he? "Don't, don't make us look bad out there." I'm like, "Thanks, Derek." <laughs> Does he
1: give you any swing advice, like for for how he wants you to like? Attack these pitches. No, just yeah. don't
7: make us look bad. That pretty much sums, <laughs> just, sums it up. Just the yeah, overarching pretty much like, sums advice. it up. Like you better go practice. Now. Well, that
1: that reminds me of like one of my favorite Derek Jeter stories of all time is the "Don't bounce it, they'll boo you" story with him um, telling President Bush, right? Yeah, like,
7: that's the truth. Like, yeah. don't
1: screw this up. you Yeah, know?
7: and that's now, that's how that's how his pep talks go.
1: I feel like your son is an Instagram star, Jalen. Oh, oh my gosh, he seems like he the most hilarious so, yeah. kid of all time. <laughs> it probably won't be that long before we're seeing him play in this game, right? I mean, I mean, he's got to be bidding already to be out here. I
7: mean, he loves it. And, you know, for me right now, I'm just taking advantage of it. I mean, I learned that lesson from my parents. It's like you find out what they love and then you use everything. Um, You know, you use that to teach them everything, whether it's math or reading or get them to do anything and do his chores and different things like that. So, um, you know, I'm just happy that he's passionate about sports, period, and keeping in shape and being healthy. But, you know, it's obvious that he – he loves baseball.
1: You are not only someone who's done amazing work with the Turn 2 Foundation, but you're Thank an you. author and yeah. uh, of the stuff. Tell us about about what it was like going through that process, because I know mm. writing a book can be just so laborious, and, yeah. and the message you wanted to get across.
7: Well, I never planned on writing a book. I mean, it was something that my co-author has written for books, uh, multiple bestsellers, and, he had a concept to write a book and it was about people who had overcome huge obstacles and he's a, he's a medical doctor, so he was interested if there was a common gene that all of these people shared. And I somewhat convinced him that you know if he could find a way to do this based on core qualities that people possessed, he would broaden his audience and more people would understand it. And with the work that I do through my foundation, I, I knew there were certain core qualities that young people had. That could assist them in overcoming obstacles. So you know, he's like, "Well, if you have all the bright ideas, why don't you do this with me?" So I kind of just fell into it, and um, I, I'm really glad I did it. It was a great journey to go on to meet all these amazing people and to discover more stuff about myself. But really, just being able to put out a positive message to the world, saying like, "You can overcome anything. It doesn't matter your age or race or financial status. That we are all born with the capabilities to overcome."
1: You know. Turn 2 Foundation has done such amazing work for Thank so you. long and I'm wondering what Like, do you find a common age? Like, is there a key age to get to these kids, get at them and start teaching them the qualities that you guys have always been about there and about imbuing in these young, you know, young teenagers, kids. Is there a certain age that you found, you know, this is when we need to get to them?
7: You know, I think that it's whenever you can, I think you can even get to adults if you need to. I think it's never too late um, to teach somebody this, but it's obvious the earlier you let kids know. I mean, I know with raising my own son, you know, Kids are, you know, looking for positive reinforcement and uh, to make their parents proud or, or the people around them proud at a very, very early age. I mean, before they can even walk. And if we can utilize those things and start teaching kids and knowing that it's never too early to start trying to teach them that they're capable, I know that's what my parents did with me and Derek, it was never too young to tell us, like, you can do it, and you can work hard, and you can be anything you want to be. And it's something that Jalen understood at a very early age. Like, he had a dream to do something at an early, early age, yeah. you know, because we had told him that you can do it. You just got to work really, really hard to get there. I,
1: I always say, like, the... <laughs> I've been fortunate to do exactly what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. right? And I got to do it at a young age. I was literally told from the time I was, you know, three years old, you can do anything you want. Right. You can do it. So you believe it and yep. you grow with that confidence. Yep. And then it just lays that foundation for you to actually engage and dive in and prep and work, yeah. you know, because yeah. you believe you can, of you know, yep. I love that. Uh, the message that you guys are doing with turn to and your Thank book, you. this stuff. And Thank thanks you. for hanging out. Now, yeah, like make Derek proud out there, I, you know? I,
7: I, <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Like, don't put too much pressure on me. I'm already putting enough on myself, but I'm excited. It'll be fun. They always make it a fun time. It's
1: it's a great time, and it's good to see number two back on the field. Thank you, Charlie. Thank
7: you.
1: Now, see, this dude who we talk to next is the man who's been your agent over the last couple of years. I always say this about Kyle Thousand that he's straight out of central casting for an agent. He's just like a slick looking dude, right? Doesn't Kyle, he just looks the part, doesn't he? Yeah, he
0: could definitely play the part in the movie for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He could. And I know you've had a good experience with him over the last couple of years, and he so admires you, Amber, and the family. So it was great kind of Kyle just taking us inside the perspective of being your agent and, and giving some advice also to some young kids out there who might want to be agents someday. So who better to talk to than CeCe's agent and my friend, Kyle Thousand. Let me just say, well done. You did a great job for this man the past couple years. You know that? You, uh, should, fe- you should feel that. good. <laughs> I
8: appreciate that. You know, you can't ask for too, uh, too much better of a client than CeCe. You know, he's an uh, incredible guy. Obviously Amber as well and the family. And you know, just there, wanting to be in New York and and um, you know finishing his his career here. Um, you know, it was it was it's been a blessing for me to to be a, a small part of um, you know his uh, his journey, his end of his journey here.
1: Kyle, what is like? Because you know, I feel like being an agent is something that is like a gig that there are a lot of people who want to work in sports think about doing someday. For the kids who are like listening to this, or let's say they're like in college or they're about to graduate, who have interest in your field, what what would be like the couple most important things you
8: think for their journey if they really wanna do this? I think the most important thing is is to put yourself out there. Um, you know, this business um, is very hard to get into, um, and, it, and it's a lot about who you know. So, networking, going to different conferences, the baseball winter meetings is a big place to go to. Just trying to figure out how to get your foot in the door is the biggest biggest thing. Um, outside of that, um, be a sponge. Learn learn the game. Learn learn the rules. Um, you know, the agent rules as well if if you're wanting to be an agent. Um, just surround yourself with as much knowledge as you can and, and and put yourself out there. How about as far as your performance uh, on the softball field today?
1: <laughs> now, you're an athlete and you played baseball right. and you were a very good player. You expecting to go yard?
8: Because I saw you go yard in BP. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dusting out the cobwebs a little bit. I haven't swung a bat in a couple of years. I was a little out in front of it, but I, I did get one. So I'm, I'm hoping to do that in the game as well. Well, I'm sure you will, Kyle. <laughs>
1: but thanks for giving us a, a couple Appreciate minutes it. and being a part of it, Thank man. Thank you. I got a chance to chat with two of your closest friends. Mm-hmm. D and Jomar, aka Joski as it said on the back of his jersey uh, at the <laughs> softball game. But, you know, I and you know, they had a lot of just interesting kind of throwback thoughts about you and I know when you saw us talking, you were like, oh, man, I, gotta, I might have to hop in on this one right now. I might have to intervene in this one, yeah. <laughs> you know, for for people who, you know, obviously aren't familiar with your connection with these two guys, just give us some perspective of, you know, how long you guys have been friends and how close these dudes
8: are to you.
0: Yeah, man, these these two are probably, like, the closest people to me in the world, besides my fam. besides, you know, Amber and, and my kids. Um, you know, I've been knowing, I grew up only child, Joe Mark grew up only child, um, and you know, we've been brothers, you know, I don't even remember when we met <laughs> and, um, wow. you know, D, um, is kind of our, 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 big brother, you know, we've been knowing D for, gosh, I don't even know how long now. Um, and he's always just been that big calming voice, that big brother voice, calming voice for us. And, um, really my voice of reason, I always go to him with any kind of problem or anything I got, I always go, with, go to with, with D and, uh, we figure out the best solution for sure.
1: No, I love it. That's awesome perspective. And now you get to hear from two of CeCe's best friends, D and Jomar. We are with two of the most important people in CeCe's life since childhood, D and Joski. How long have you guys been friends with C? have been friends with C for like 20 years. Wow. And how about you?
9: Uh, I can only remember. We, we, we were, came out together and we don't even know how we met.
8: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: diaper days, diaper days. That, it's amazing. So what, I mean, one of the things we always hear about C is like, you know, just what a good, loyal dude he is. You guys know him better than anyone who's you know, going to listen to this, better than me, better than anyone we have on. What about CC makes him such a good friend? Oh, I, I I would say his heart. He he doesn't know how to tell
9: you no, even if he wants to tell you no, he can't tell you no. <laughs> so it's like he would give. A prime example: We're at spring training one year, minor league days, and uh, he uh, I didn't have any money, so he act like uh, Taco Bell gave him some extra tacos to make me feel good. Like I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's the kind of good dude he is. Uh, oh man, he gave me two two extra tacos. Here you go. one oh, no, I, I not No
1: money. That's a good dude right yeah, there. Yeah, that right? is. How about you, D? I mean, I just
8: think. I... Well,
1: McGrady get out or you get a hit? I think Tracy yeah, McGrady just got a hit. I, I just, Live I, game going on.
0: I just think that he's just super humble. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how I feel like.
5: He's just a great, very loyal, super humble, just a great
1: friend all, all around. What about. The three thousand strikeout. Were you guys? Yeah, boat, we were there. We were there yeah, right? oh yeah, we were there. Oh yeah. What? And we
9: went to Anaheim too, and <laughs> we went to Arizona. Yeah, we were chasing them. We were chasing, right. we're chasing them. We were chasing.
1: You needed it to end, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it was getting expensive. How? It was getting expensive. What was it like, though? What What was it like? when he actually got it being there all together able to celebrate that moment.
9: I can honestly say it was amazing because I was there for the first strikeout. Mm. So to see the 3000th one that was like it was like we did it, oh. you know? What I mean? oh. Oh, Johnny Damon Johnny just made a great diving catch. Back with a throwback. Oh, my wow. what a catch by Johnny Damon. And he wanted to be the catcher at the beginning
1: of the game. <laughs> yeah, he did. No, he's still bringing it. He just robbed I, Gary Sheffield.
5: If, for me, that at that moment was surreal. Like, I felt like I was floating, like, could see it from the top. You yeah. know, that's how it felt. Like, it didn't feel real
1: to be honest. You know what was interesting, too? You guys know, like, C usually is never about numbers, personal accomplishments, whatever. This one obviously meant a lot yeah, it to did. him. It you did. know? Yeah. Like, and yeah. you guys saw that even in the lead-up, right? Yeah. Like, this was on his yeah. mind, yeah. Joski, yeah. right?
9: Yeah, yeah it, it was crazy because he, before he got it, he was like, man, every time I get two strikes, I'm, I, I start thinking about it. Yeah. So, Joski,
5: remember he was asking last year about it, remember? Yeah, and yeah. How many times did that I need? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
9: like, We're the type of friend, we keep up on good stats <laughs> and bad stats. Right. You know? yeah. It's
5: like the one thing,
1: the one stat he Actually, was like yeah. on top of you know, and yeah. and it was awesome to see him achieve. Well, guys, thank you for hopping on R2C2, you, man. No G- problem, getting real man. friends of C's. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Listen. I wish
9: I could talk about Game of Thrones, but I can't. I don't know anything about it.
1: You, you're gonna have to catch up, man. Yeah, you got a lot of binge He's watching to do. well I
9: don't know. I, I, I listened to you guys the episode the other day, and you guys didn't seem like you didn't like it anymore. Well, no, no. See, I this is this is what I say about
1: it. See, I, season seasons one through seven is the greatest television show okay. to me ever. Okay. Season 8 is a little bit more like typical TV. It's yeah. still entertaining. It just lost some of its depth. It's hard okay. to wrap up a show okay. like that. That's, that's what it is. That's, you know, that's what
9: it
5: is. How do you bring uh, a show like that to the end? Exactly.
9: That's what it is. I'll, watching. I'll, you I'll binge it watch it. You binge watch I'll binge watch it. You'll, You'll be happy
5: when He's you lying do it. He's lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's to keeping you honest, man. i Thank you, it. guys. <laughs> All right,
4: thanks. Thank, Thank you. All right, oh,
1: Well, you know I think uh Dee and jomar they they didn't they didn't grill you too hard, although see I don't know um if they were going to be uh, going on any more road trips if you didn't get your three thousand k in Arizona for sure <laughs> dude, are you getting excited we're like a month away from London. Are you pumped for this
0: yeah, you know what i mean we, we it's during the sea it's the season, so it's like you just worry about your next start like I know it's coming up, and it's gonna be an exciting and fun trip, but you can't. I mean, it's you just focus on like the next day, you know, like when, when you're in it during the season. So, you know, it's just one day at a time and just trying to win that game that day. But yeah, we all know that 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 uh, trip is coming. I think everybody's getting excited for it.
1: I'm excited for it, man. I, are you guys going? Like, are you going the 26th and having a couple off days there before the game? Yeah, we played, go. You know? We
0: leave Wednesday and okay, then we have cool. Thursday and Friday off.
1: Oh, that that's are awesome. You, are man. you on that trip? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with you guys Wednesday. then. Well, That'll
0: be good. Yeah, that's yeah, fun. dude. That'll be
1: great. We should see if anyone soccer wise is hanging out that we can get on the pod during that trip.
0: Nah, nobody's there. It's the off season. They but they don't hang in London in the off everybody, season. Everybody leaves. Really? <laughs> they all come here. <laughs> oh, that's, well, I saw uh, Lukaku at here. your game. Yeah, Rome like, was there. We went to dinner a couple nights, um, and then he came out to the game, and then. He's coming back next in the in the next couple of weeks, and we'll hang out again. And he'll come to a to a actual game. He wants to come to a to a Yankee game and like take BP oh, and sick. stuff. So oh. that'll be fun. I know he's got a lot going on with the transfer window and stuff opening up. So um, hopefully he gets he gets a gets a chance to come back to New York and get get out on the field.
1: Oh, that's awesome, man! And and see, just how about the way you know, this team is playing, man? It's unbelievable with all these injuries. And I know you have gotten a couple guys back, but you're still missing huge pieces. And you guys just keep winning. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, man. We're just trying to keep it rolling. It's, it's been a lot of fun. The, the group is getting closer and closer as uh, as the season goes along, and you know we, we're winning close games and you know pulling some things out, and um, it's, it's it's been a lot of fun to be be a part of this group. Though I'm more proud of of this team um, than any other team I've been on, and we ain't even a, a, you know halfway through the season yet. That's
1: awesome, man. It's been so fun to watch, and it's been great watching you do your thing. And it was awesome being a part of that softball game. Thank you for giving me the chance to live out my dream, man, play on the field at
0: Yankee Stadium. Hopefully we can do it again next year.
1: Hell yeah, man. Hopefully I get a strike to swing at <laughs> For so I sure. can shut up Siegel and the rest of the group <laughs> chat. <laughs> All right, you guys know the deal. Rate, review, subscribe, listen to R2C2 every Thursday. We'll be back next Thursday with a new episode because we don't miss weeks anymore, do we, Siegel? No, every Thursday.
8: That's right. Peace.